Hallelujah. Last week was a very powerful blessing one by the grace of God. And today, the Lord is blessing us once again. Because of time last week, we couldn't finish to details, a certain discussion, to know a few things. This morning, I want to use this more few moments of my time to share with you the difference between destiny helpers and destiny connectors. And then we better, we better look at types of destiny helpers or destiny connectors. Hallelujah. Destiny helpers. I'll be laying this planetary on this subject the more as the spirit beats me. Destiny helpers are the people who have the capacity in themselves to make you what you are to be. Hallelujah. There are people who have the capacity by themselves to make you what you are destined to become. Hallelujah. And as a matter of fact, they are God's ordained people, planted and purposed by God on your journey to be lifters of your destiny. Hallelujah. So, just as he knows the thoughts that he has towards the thought of good and not of evil, but to bring it to an expected end. He has so ordained men in capacity of with ability to be your helpers. Praise Jesus. I will trace that you need man. Praise the Lord. You need man. You see, the fact of the matter is that there are some people that come into your life to help you and you have no relation with them. You have done nothing for them why they should help you. But they just opt to help you. And you ask, how did it happen? That is what I was teaching you of favor. I told you that favor is a mysterious something that happens to us in life. That you cease to think about it. That why me? Why me? That is why I said to myself, why me? That you can see that there are a thousand and one beggars on the streets. But somebody who bypass all, meet a particular one, and for no reason be moved with compassion, decide to dip his hand into his pocket to help that person. Recently in Nigeria, an amputee or an amputated young lady was walking pure water on the streets of Nigeria. And a footballer decided to come to her aid. Are you trying to tell me that that footballer has never seen any walker on the street before? Is it true? He has seen Sarah, but something moved in the realms of the spirit. Are you with me? One thing that you should pray for is that the enemy will not close the eyes of your destiny helpers when you see. 
Praise Jesus. Destiny helpers are divinely ordained. Look, look. You can go to a place and there will be several people sitting there with several places. But someone will see you and test by your appearance. You say that I want to help you. You see, it is not what you have done. Paul said in the book of Ephesians that by grace I is a and not of works since any man should boast. When your destiny helpers come to that situation or have come into the equation and are ready to help you, it is not because of what you have done, but it is because God has made you find favor in their sight. Destiny helpers have the capacity and the ability to carry you. where you belong. I'm going on the upward way. Lord, plant my faith on higher ground. Somebody said, destiny of us. If they are missing. Like I said last week, you drugs for the rest of your life. Are you hearing me? If your journey in life to the pinnacle of your successful life, I mean success with God giving grace, is that you should meet somebody on the way to take you into the parliament house to all of a sudden become an MP overnight by his grace. And you don't meet such people. Eh? A journey of 10 years will take 20 years to be completed. Do you agree with me? Go and ask the people who met men of influence in life and their life took a turn. When he meets them, when he meets them, grace connects them to you. Hallelujah. It's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power. Path by the Spirit of God. He connects them to you. Your prayer should be that, Lord, what can I meet that helper of mine? The one that <coughs> has been ordained and has capacity in himself to make me reach where I'm supposed to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Destiny helpers. Then let's talk about destiny connectors. Destiny connectors are people who do not have the capacity to lift you to the top of the mountain. But they have what it takes to connect you to the one who is able to lift you to the top of the mountain. Jonathan. 
they are not having the ability in themselves to lift you to the top of the mountain. But they have the capacity to connect you to people who have the ability to lead to connect you to the top of the mountain. Ah. Do you know that Rachel was a destiny connector for Jacob? Do you know that Rachel has to be able to connect Jacob to his incoming father-in-law, his uncle, Labor? Because Jacob's going to Panorama was on purpose with divinity. To become a rich man. So the Lord met him and said, What is your name? He said, My name is Jacob. He said, From today, you shall be called Israel. And the Lord promised him much blessings. And the Lord, the man took oil and all the stone that he was lying upon, anointed it, and said, If God will be with me and go with me and come with me, then you shall be my God and I shall be his son. Little did he know that he was going to be a man today in cattle. Mm. But who to connect him to labor was a problem. So he met Rachel at the well. And when he met Rachel at the well, Rachel went to the father to introduce a young man. And his acceptance was there. And he was handed what he wouldn't have known how to, how, how he would have gotten there. So, within time of 14 years or more, the man was made to come out of a certain land, very blessed, rich. Look, but for that, Jacob would have been struggling for one calf, one male calf, and one female calf to create his own territory. And he wouldn't have gotten it because he went into that town without money. Hallelujah. Moses went into a place because his people were chasing him and he went to the wilderness to hide himself. And he met the wife at the well. And then the wife had to lead him to the father, which is the wife's father, Jethro. And that was the beginning of the grace of increase in his life. So before Moses was coming back to Egypt to redeem the Israelites, he was a blessed man. He had cattles. Didn't go empty handed. He had seven goods with himself. Because he has children and wife. Destiny. You see, destiny connectors make a powerful difference in your life. Let me tell you a simple story. It's in the case of Ruth and Naomi that Ruth, Naomi had gotten to the land of the Moor. 
with his sons and husband, and they had all died. Then the sons took wives, one left. That destiny and God's plan for Ruth was to be engrafted into the lineage of the, 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 the Jews or the Israelites. But how? She didn't know. And Ruth was supposed to leave her kindred and become a blessed woman, but she didn't know how she would get there. If somebody had told her prophecy, probably she wouldn't have believed it. Then she was there. And the mother-in-law, Naomi, said that, go away from me, for I am not worthy, or I am not having the strength to give better day for you to marry. Go and stay away. She said, no, I'll follow you. Then she followed Naomi to the land of Bethlehem. And they got there. Ah. And when they go there, Boaz was supposed to be the one that would take the destiny of Ruth. And it was it was Naomi. You see, Naomi didn't have the necessary capacity to push Ruth to the level that destiny has ordained her. But she was going to connect her. Then Boaz came. And saw her in the farm plucking, harvesting, just like the others were doing. And he said, Whose damsel is that? This is he came back from the land of Moab with Naomi. Said from today, don't go on investing like the others. Come and see. Feed from their bowls that they have been feeding from. Feed their water. And sit and watch them indirectly. She was more or less a supervisor. Mm. Something is changing. And this girl has been put into that condition. Later, did she know that she was going to be getting married or be uplifted to the position of being given a certain social status in that community? Themselves. Hmm. 
You see, sometimes your association with somebody alone gets you the opportunity to be affected somewhere you wouldn't have been able to be affected by yourself. Did you agree with me? Your association with somebody alone is enough for your acceptance where by your own strength and effort you wouldn't be accepted. You wouldn't be accepted. That is what makes the difference. This connects, creates the avenues and premises for you to meet your helpers. Your helpers. Or those who have the capacity to cause the realization of your call. Or of the call of God on your life. Mm. This connects, creates the avenues and the premises. For you to meet, for you to meet your helpers, and those who have the capacity to cause the realization of your call. You see, the man at the wall of Bethesda or the pool of Bethesda. Do you know why he had been sitting there for a long time without being healed? He needed somebody to carry him into the pool when the water is troubled to heal. But you see, the one carrying him into the pool is not the one going to heal him. It is the pool that is going to heal him. But because he lacks a connector, he was sitting there. Are you, are you seeing that? So you see, you can be sitting at stage one, waiting to get to stage two, and you need somebody to connect you, or you need a three to connect you between your two and your four. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you are standing at two, and it is testing that by next year you should be getting to a four, you need a three to start on. And if you don't have the number three, you can't climb up. And your connector is by the three that is standing there. And you just count it, you can't jump. You count it step by step, then you get to the four, the connector. So the man was sitting at the wall, and it has been that the wall has become important because there was nobody to connect him to the water. And you are sitting there. That is how it is. Sometimes your helpers are right on your right hand side, and you need just a step to them. And you can call yourself. Somebody needs to tell them something. Somebody needs to carry your message to them. Somebody needs to carry your name to them. And they need to go and tell them that look, ABCD is worth it. I grew up not knowing any of my mother's families. I will always preach it and I will always say it. Not knowing any of my mother's families. To a matter of fact, I was a toddler when my mom died. So the only person I knew was my grandma. Way back in Togo, born in Ivory Coast. And life was so nice living with my father's people. 
go to a vicinity that a cousin from my mother's side had that I'm around in this vicinity. She fetched a way through to know where I'm staying and went to tell the one who has the capacity to help me. Hmm, your sister's dog's son is staying here. See, how behold it. I have no money to spend on. If my sister's son is staying here, go and bring him. Somebody connected me. It's like there was a chain of story. Hallelujah. Destiny connects us. You see, vertical connectors show you how you can catch the eyes of your harvest. Are you hearing me? They show you how you can catch the eye of your harvest. One day, Ruth didn't know what to do if Boaz would come. So she went to Naomi and said, Behold, this is what is happening. And Naomi said, when Boaz has come to sleep, just go and lie beside him. Mm. They teach you how to catch the eyes of your harvest. Sometimes the connection is not pleasant. It's not a pleasant, it's not an unpleasant note. It could be through betrayal. Are you with me? The destiny connects. It could be through betrayal. You see, for the fact that Jesus would die was not a problem. But who to betray him was a problem. Confusion. Who to betray him was much a problem that how he would die was not a problem. But because it was purpose that he should hang on a tree. There were three people that they went seeking from how they can lay their hands on him and they told them that I don't want to have anything to do with this man. I don't want this man to be on me. Throw a force. So now they were waiting. And the Jews had sought for several years how they would just get somebody to come and give them a reason why and how they can apprehend Jesus. So they were waiting. They were waiting. So you see, some of the time, the people who connect you to your destiny or your destiny connected could be on betrayal. And the relationship on the basis of the connection between you and your destiny helpers or your destiny is not the good news. They do it and if you are not careful, you get frustrated yourself. But Jesus for knew that Judas was supposed to do that on a good note. So from Genesis, he knew that he was a son of perdition. Hmm. At other times, it is true rejection and hate. You see, what we don't know is that some rejections are for good. Do you agree with me? Joseph saw himself being paraded and his siblings and father and mother were sneering and begging him. But he didn't know how it was going to happen. But his brothers had to hate him for him to be able to become or to rise to the position. But for their hate, they wouldn't have sold him into slavery. So you see, 
Sometimes the, the hatred that you receive from people push you to seek your helpers. If they hadn't hated him, when they were giving it to the man who was passing by, he would have said, Brothers, what are you doing? He would have argued that, but he saw it an opportunity to escape their hands. So he said, They meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. In business or in entrepreneurship, there is something we call the push and pull basis for starting a business. And sometimes, you may be working somewhere and the conditions you are receiving are not favorable. Do you know what they are? They are your destiny helpers. Those unfavorable conditions are your destiny helpers. They are just pushing you to go. And there, and there you realize that an idea is dropping. It's dropping for good. So hatred, betrayal, may be meant for evil, but God meant it for good. Are you with me? So it is not all the time that when we are being hated by others, we should give reasons. We should give reasons. We should dwell on the hate and forget and think about the good that will come from it. Think about it. Look at Joseph. Look at Jesus. Imagine Judas had decided not to betray Jesus. Would he have died?
Sometimes their rejections make you seek your helpers. Those who have the capacity to help you. Look, look, look. You are in the house. And the only thing that will cause you to go and look for the rightful help is that you have seen that you are more you are more siblings like Joseph. You are more parents who don't even understand you. And you need to know, make a way out. Not on a negative note. You go out. You cry out to God. David said, Why my enemies rise up against you? Stay with him and God get close to him. 
he showed himself to him. You see, even in the case of Israel itself, or the Hebrews themselves in Egypt, what made them to pray for God's help to come to their aid? Was when they were being maltreated by the Egyptians. Exodus chapter 1. The Bible said in the Exodus chapter 1 that, And there arose another Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. And they maltreated they maltreated the Israelites or the Jews or the Hebrews to the extent that they burdened them with things. The people cried a cry unto God. Imagine that maltreatment had not come. Do you know that they wouldn't have been able to look for their helper to be able to go to the promised land? Probably. Egypt should have been having a sub land in uh, Israel, should have been having a sub land in Egypt. Are you hearing me? That their source would have been some cottage in Egypt as of today. But because, you see, let me tell you, your what connects you to the place of your destiny, some of the time the betrayal you receive from people. Do you agree with me? What connects you to your destiny? What pushes you to your destiny? What pushes you to the next level of your life is some of the times the betrayal, the hate, the rejection you receive from people. The Talking about genuine rejection, genuine or divine hatred, hate. Hallelujah. Moses wouldn't have gone to the wilderness. Probably he would have been in Egypt trying to do legal argument why the Hebrews should be set free. He wouldn't have had a closer relationship with God. Who was his major helper? God. Jesus. 
And it was like my love and my things for Jesus was so much that it was so much born to people. So do you know why I spent, I spent most of my time? In the room. In the cubicle. Sometimes there is this our used washroom, which is supposed to be the visitor's washroom. That was my sleeping place. I'll go like there. Like there. As soon as they are in the hall, I have to go to my sleeping place. Put my head down, look into the skies, and I'm meditating. Then one night, there he appeared. You see, some of the times we spend the, the, a lot of time with the wrong people. I hear me. So for God to help you and push you into where you belong is to cause those people to be against you. Do you know that? Some of the time you can get so comfortable at the place you are not supposed to be that you forget where you are going. So, the very people who from the beginning were showing you good attitude, all of a sudden their attitude have changed. And you ask, what have I done wrong? The only thing they are telling you is you don't belong here. You belong elsewhere. That is the moment you need to go and sit with God. God, where best? You see, it is not a time to go and only complain. It is a time to go and begin to ask God, where next? That is a time you seek to strengthen your relationship with God. I am with me. And God opens your eyes and leads you to the next place. Where next? Where next? Lord, I've rejected here. I've been rejected here. Where next? And God said, Arise! Arise and go. Rejection. One day, my cousin packed my things. And the room that we were in, he brought my things out of the room. Ah. And then I was asking, God, I need a help. I need to move. Not too long. I got the whole room to myself. That I'd not be a best waffle. So we see. Situations, situations, situations can be used as means of connecting you or pushing to your destiny. That is what Bible says in the book of Thessalonians that in everything, give down, for this is the perfect will of God for your life. That the peace of God which passes all understanding shall be unto you. So you are in rejection, and instead of you to give thanks, you are complaining, God. Why this one? This is the church. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? At other times, we do too much of blaming others 
for their rejection while we are supposed to be rejoicing. Are you with me? Mm. You do too much of complaining and blaming others for our, our rejection while we are supposed to rejoice. But Bible says in the book of Proverbs that for we know that the suffering of this present time cannot be compared to the glory that is coming ahead. Romans 28, two of us. Jesus, we are Jesus. We trip it up for Jesus. Free my home, my mom. Because we ride. Hey, I wanna watch all my body. At your market, in a mommy. Oh, good tone, I will say, me, 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 Your enemies in the future will be your helpers. 
Are you hearing me? The people, your people told you that they are your enemies in the future can become your helpers. You don't know yet. And for us, everybody is our enemy. Don't want to get close to anybody. Don't block your chances because of the negativity somebody told you, the philosophy somebody told you as some people. It is somebody said, it said, always at this, so I'm not married anywhere. Do you know where your heart will come from? Somebody said, it said, fantasy at this, so I'm not married. Do you know where God has destined you? Shut up and pray that will be done. Some of us have married wrong because of what they told us. And me, I don't want to have anything to do with the Lord now. Because I said, Lord, they said, like, who are you? Did, you? did you create yourself? Did you destiny yourself? He who created himself, not the dogs that I have towards you. I will go before you and I will give men unto you. And you are saying, I don't slide this one. When? Then create your own yourself and create your own people to help you. Destiny helpers. You don't reject the people. God has given you to help you in life. Men of influence. I was talking about men of influence. Let's be quick. I just want to do one hour. Men of influence. I have 15 minutes to go. Thank God. Men of influence. Men of influence are people who can talk to others on your behalf. Hallelujah. And whatever they say about you influences the decision that others are going to talk about you. Men of influence. <coughs> they are people who by themselves do not have the capacity to raise you to the top of the ladder. But they can talk to others. And whatever they are going to say about you to others influences the decisions that they want to make about you. One day in the book of Acts chapter 9, 26 to 30, eh? Saul, not Paul, had come after the Jews had been seeking, or the people, the Pharisees and the whatever, had been seeking to kill him. And then that was after he had had his encounter with Jesus. And then he came, wanting to associate himself with the apostles because they were seeking him. Do you know why? Because if he hadn't gone to associate himself with the apostles, they would have killed him easily. So when he got there, the apostles were in the room ministering to themselves. Then he appeared Paul. And the Bible says that the apostles were afraid to associate themselves with him. Then I wrote Barnabas. He said, No, don't reject him. Don't reject him. Men of influence. Let's read it. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. 
Acts chapter 9, 26 to 30. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he had said to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. A disciple. But Barnabas took him. Are you? Somebody took his hands. But Barnabas took him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus Christ. Men of influence. Men of influence. You see, even if not holding your hand sometimes to the place that they can accept you, somebody needs to hold your hand like Barnabas did to Paul and send it down. This is him. And look, by every reason they have heard negative things about you. You are in no ways, no ways qualified to be accepted before them. And if they have anything to reject, it is you. Because all other possible options are there that they could have taken. But because of what somebody said, it's going to make a merit. So you see, what somebody said about you to the next person is important to what happens to you next. Hallelujah. What somebody is telling somebody about you determines what happens to you next. Men of influence. They are people who their voice influences the decisions that others take about you. Stop. You are stealing the company money. 
But who is there to say that you are a refined man? Even if yesterday you were stealing money. Who is there to say that you are a changed man? But the bus has to hold Paul's hand. Come and let's go. And when to stand before the apostles, apostles accept him. I have an influence. Look, your men of influence have influence. Can influence your, your life. They have the direct connection with your destiny helpers. Look at it. Paul was saved to preach the gospel. And here he was, needing the support of the apostles because before he was running here, some people were seeking to scale him. The Bible says by the leading of the Holy Spirit, the thing was privy to Paul. So he, he made a plan with others. They have to let him down in baskets from a story building to the floor. And then he ran. And when he had gotten there, these people were also rejecting him. Why are you going? Hmm. You have been saved to preach. You have been redeemed to do something. Then the very people who can be your support, they are rejecting you. Why are you going? You see, a lot of the times, eh, people fail, not because it was naturally determined for them to fail, but it's because the people who are supposed to support and help them have rejected them. The Bible said, the Bible said, the Bible said that, but Barnabas took him. I love that word. Lord, look, I met Reverend Jessel the other day. We have been very good in the father and the son. Our relationship broke out. And he took me in his car. He bought the cake. I said, no, I will pay for the cake. Scripture says, 
He wrote them as the experience of his life. So look at chapter 9, verse 26 to 30. Imagine he had been killed before Barnabas came when the apostles rejected him. His death would have ended when we at chapter, chapter 1, chapter 9, verse 25. It means that Paul's ministry has ended. Has he realized his destiny? He needed a destiny helper called the man of influence. For the artist to accept him for his help to come. Was it not David who has been anointed by Samuel? And after he has been anointed by Samuel, he, still, he was still sitting in the father's sheepfold. Two of us. Still taking care of the few sheep. His brother Shemaim, Shemaim, so whatever they call him, said, Where are the few sheep that are with you? He was still taking care of them. Then, a man in the palace of Saul had to say, I have known a man called the son of David. A violent man, a man prepared in matters, a man full of the spirit. He can play the harp, and when he plays the harp, first Samuel chapter 16, I believe, when he plays the harp, I believe an evil spirit can leave him. <clears throat> man of influence. Was it not Joseph who was in the prison? When, when they had put him in the prison, and he needed somebody to speak on his behalf, and he had got to nobody, no lawyer. But look, a man very close to the king. Was it the beggar? The cabbera had to tell the, the master that I knew a certain man in the world, in the prison. He told me something. I believe he can speak. Men of influence. Men of influence. Men of influence. Number two, burden bearers. Burden bearers. was destined or was prepared by God to be the source of help to the whole Israel in generations. Are you here with me? And as at the time of the famine, the whole land was supposed to be in famine, but Egypt was going to be served as well. The, 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 the bumper house, the, this one, the buffer stock for the whole earth. Are you here with me? But Pharaoh, his name was going to be in it that it is in Egypt you can find help. But do you know what? He needed a burden bearer. Somebody who could bear the burden with him. Somebody who could carry the burden with him. Are you with me? And he needed Joseph. So, when the Lord has shown him every vision, who was the agreed minister in Egypt? Joseph. Who brought the burden and sought to the growth of crops? somebody 
who can bear the burden with you. You see, there are some men that are so blessed with money. And they have companies. Look, they don't know a singular thing of the happiness in the companies. God has ordained somebody who carries and manages every affair for them. True of us. And over the days, they are there. Look at Pharaoh in Egypt in the times of the famine. Abednego was there. Joseph was there. And they lacked nothing. He needed a flute. He needed a trumpeter. Hey, 
kesini Wakuatan Influence, bad embarrassed, 
They are all called divine connectors, divine helpers, divine helpers. Oh, they are the ministry of men. Lord, help me meet them. Help me meet them on my journey. The Lord, ah, a man like Barnabas, a man like Joseph, who could redeem a whole city out of shame. That some Pharaoh could not be gone into shame because out of his kingdom to be helped. Lord, help me, help me. I need them to fulfill my destiny. Who have you assigned to my cause? Who have you assigned to my cause? Who have you assigned to my cause? Help me, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Ah, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I thank you today. I give you praise and the glory.